So we receive, we believe in miracles. We believe in miracles. And <clears throat> so we receive miracles in our lives at the places where in the natural things look impossible. Well, that's what a miracle is. It meets at the point of impossibility and turns it around supernaturally. So we receive wherever it's needed, spirit, soul, body, relationships, finances, your miracles, Lord, right now. We give you thanks for it. Why don't you repeat after me? I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in miracles. I really do. Amen. You may have a seat. Thank you so much, worship team. That's great. I'm so thankful for our worship teams. What a blessing they are to us, huh? And uh, I'm going to have Doug come up here in just a moment. And he's going to give information specifically about the lighting. We've been talking about that, that we're having opportunity for giving for... Uh, for lighting in here and there's different reasons for that but I'm going to have Doug explain that you can come up Doug you can we'll have him use that oh you got you yeah you, we should figure you'd be all ready for that as long as I turned up the right one okay we're good <laughs> um, so uh, yeah just a really I'll quick explanation of what uh, Pastor Steve mentioned with the lighting so um, we've been really blessed uh, with the lighting that we have and we've uh, we've found that as we started live streaming here over the past almost year actually has it been a year yeah, wow. um, we've we've been a little bit challenged to try to get uh, the live stream to um, really be up to the point we'd like with the lighting and then there's there's some other needs we have for dramas and just overall um, experience and and uh, you know really just trying to get uh, the the church to, I don't know, we're just, we're trying to get to a higher level, as Pastor Steve talks about. And so there's some things with the lighting that we're trying to improve, um, one of which is, is the brightness, um, and the, the other uh, areas, like I said, are for, uh, you know, increasing the options we have for dramas and so forth in the future. So what, what I've been doing is I've been working with a local company here called uh, NLFX, and um, they've really been extremely helpful in um, giving us uh, some advice on really what direction we need to go with different lighting. And so uh, they've quoted us here, and it's, it's probably going to be somewhere around um, the number we were talking about is $11,000. And um, it's really, it's not the uh, Cadillac light package, um, but it's, it's really just kind of what we need and a little bit more. Um, to really get things up to the point that, that we'd like to. Um, so that's, I think, what 
what we're yeah. gonna be shooting for. Yes. Um, and just to explain a little bit more, it's gonna include some spotlighting so we can light up the pulpit a little bit better and that'll free up some of the other lights we have to do different things. It'll include um, follow spots for dramas and um, it'll, it'll include also being able to wash the stage with a little bit more light, a little bit more warm light so it doesn't seem as cold. Um, yeah, that's, if anyone has any more questions about it or you want to talk more details, I'm happy to do that. You can find me and ask questions about it, so. Thank you so much, Doug, and yeah. thank you so much for everything you and your, the sound booth guys, we call you, do for us. Let's, let's be thankful for that. Call it in. What? Call it in to receive it and take it. What you just oh, yeah, why don't you do that? And Rob and Mary, Rob and Mary, why don't you come up and just have a seat right there next to Joyce. Father, in Jesus' name, you heard, we heard, and so we call it in. Every dollar needed, we call it in yes, yes. for the upgrade in the lighting system in the name of Jesus. We receive that. We take it from you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You're our full supply. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes. You can give that to Rob, too, in just a moment. So, okay. So that's the opportunity, and that's the goal we got now. It's 11000 uh, to give toward that, just opportunity there. And a lot of these announcements, the Wednesday Touchpoint will be there at 10 a.m. again. That's live, but also you can hear it later in the archives. Uh, this note, Ida Mae Jacobs, a longtime part of our church family here in Tent Strike, passed away early Monday morning at Havenwood Care Center in Bemidji. Ida Mae was 97 years old. Uh, but Joyce and I got to talk to her. Julie was walking past her room last week, or, or I guess it was the week just before that. And uh, she, Julie was walking past, and she says, there goes my pastor's sister. <laughs> and you, you heard her. You, that was at Havenwood Care Center. And uh, Julie heard her, and she came in, and she was really alert. and. So we did a FaceTime, which we've done quite often with her. And, uh, precious, precious lady in, in the Lord. I asked, I said, how old are you? Because her birthday was right in there. And uh, she was, she says, I'm 68. <laughs> I said, wow. You're younger than I am. Keep keep going. But she's really young now. She's walking the streets, running and jumping in the streets that are golden there now. But we do extend our sympathies to her family and pray for God's peace and comfort for them. A memorial service for item A will be held on right here on Saturday, April 10 at 2 o'clock. Visitation will be at 1 o'clock. Um, and then also just a reminder of that constitutional class that Shirley was sharing about last week. Uh, Shirley, wave your hand there for us. If, okay, uh, Rob, Rob's got the mic now. 
I get such a good response to the class. Good. So my uh, evening class on Tuesday night is full, but I'm opening another one Thursday from uh, 2 oh. to 4. And then I might open one on Saturday. So let me know when a good time is so that I can offer it yeah. at a time that everybody can come. And then, not only that, that you can come to it, but then you can teach it. Because about 87% of the people have never read the Constitution in this country. Never read it. So we've got a big job to do. So I know I can't do that by myself. Well, it's good to hear there was that response. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great response. So anyway, then, let me know what's a good time and we'll do it. Thanks. Okay. And you can give that back to Rob again. <laughs> okay, and then also I wanted to mention Intercessors for America is something that Joyce and I have been linked with for probably 40, all our whole married life back in Michigan already. Derek Prince kind of got it going. But it's a ministry that gets out information of things to pray about in our nation. Inter, uh, Intercessors for America, IFA. And uh, we get a, a, an email from them at least once a week and it gives us things to pray about. And I wanted to let you know about that. If you're interested, it's IFA Pray. Intercessors for America, ifapray.org. And in there, too, quite often, if there's something like this Equality Act, now that has been passed by the House of Representatives, that is not good. It is not a good thing. Period. It is not good. And I want to say it, I want you to know it. It's not good. But this Intercessors for America site, and even the mailings we get, they make it easy. They say, act now, and you tap on there, and it's got our representatives. I mean, you put in there where you're from and so forth, but it gets it all ready for you to send off. And we've done that several times with different issues, which we did now, just now, with this Equality Act to let them know where we are. And that's what we need to do in this day as the people of God. We need to have a voice. I mean, we have, we can have a voice. We need to say something. We can't just sit around and let these things happen. Amen? <laughs> but anyway, so that's ifapray.org. And then one final thing, and then we'll have you, Rob, come up for our blessed life. Uh, special TCC meeting. We'll have a brief meeting after church on the 14th of March to confirm the deed transferals of two TCC properties to buyers. The properties were given to us by the late Kelly Gilman over 16 years ago. According to Minnesota law, a congregation's affirmation is needed for the property deeds transferal. If you have any questions, you can talk to Andrew Erholtz. Uh, and he can give you the information on that, or give you. Rob is going to bring our blessed life moment today. So, Amen. How's everybody doing? Excellent. We believe in miracles, and they keep happening all the time, but I'm going to share one from many years ago about a young couple. Happened to be my wife and I. We were like 20, 21 years old, so that's more than five or 10 years ago. 
we've aged a little bit. But uh, before I dive into that, I just want to say during the worship time, thanks again, worship team, as always. Uh, it's a real blessing. And I like to sometimes just close my mouth and listen to the rest of you sing because the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. And that's uh, just one of my little quirks, I guess. So if you ever happen to look my way, and I'm not singing, but I'm kind of, it's okay. I'm not dozing off yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mary and I, fairly early on, I couldn't tell you how many months went by as, as uh, new genuine believers in Christ. But we begin to be convinced in our hearts that tithing is what the Lord was calling us to do. Indeed, it was his command, but we were free in our spirits to do it. And as 20-year-olds, you know, you don't have a whole lot of money, and every penny can be precious, but not as precious as giving to the Lord, who is our provider. But we have tithed ever since, hasn't hurt us a bit, has helped us tremendously, actually. Recommend it to everyone. The job I had at the time was strictly uh, kind of a special government-funded job that was only to last one year, and that was coming to an end. So I put in a few applications for various other jobs, knowing that that chapter in my life was coming to a close. And being young, uh, young believers, we decided, well, you know, we never really had a genuine honeymoon. So, don't have a job now. Maybe now is a good time to go on a honeymoon. And uh, maybe that was a little presumptuous. Maybe it was just faith. We happened to believe it was faith. We really, really believed God would provide for us. So, we packed up, headed out west. No timeline, just well, let's just kind of go to the Black Hills area and then just see what happens after that. We ended up quite a bit farther west. And then we ended up southwest, way down, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas after a few weeks. We had her parents opening our important mail just in case something came through. Uh, while we were in Texas, actually four weeks had passed by then, while we were in Texas, we gave Mary's folks a call. And the first thing they, that her mom wanted to know was, where were we? And because we probably hadn't called for a couple of weeks. And we said, you know, that's back, back in the days, no cell phones and all that stuff. Uh, the good old days. And I just, I, ne I never <laughs> forget her response. It was, Texas? <laughs> you got places contacting you about just to see if you're interested in jobs. What do I do? So we, we talked through that and stuff, and we thought, well, we probably better start making our way back north. Uh, but we decided to stop in Illinois for, again, we're 20-year-olds, another three weeks to visit with my side of the family. I mean, we were keeping in touch with Mary's folks and doing what needed to be done. But uh, my parents took one look at the t tires on our car, which I don't even know if they had any tread left on them by then. 
took pity on us and bought us some new tires. So that was a blessing. Finally, we did get back home from our seven-week trip just, just before deer season. <laughs> and uh, that opening day, I got the biggest buck I've ever got. I don't know why they get smaller as you get older. <laughs> At any rate, that was a huge blessing. Came in out of the woods. I, I was hunting in the boundary waters with a couple of few buddies, and we usually would go in there for like five, six days at a time, and then come out uh, if the weather was cold enough to keep the deer okay from spoiling. Came out of the woods and found out I had a job offer to start here in Black Duck with the Chippewa National Forest, and they wanted me to start within less than two weeks. And that's where I spent my whole career. It was a great blessing. Got to meet all of you and uh, have a good church home. And just, I, I know that's a miracle from a long time ago. And some people might say, well, you were 20-year-olds. Weren't you kind of being presumptuous that, you know, God was going to take care of you? And I was thinking a little bit about that last night, and I thought, well, was it faith or presumption? And I thought, you know, really, we had so much faith that God was going to take care of us, that even if we presumed he would take care of us, we just knew he would. And he did, and he will, for whatever situation you're, you're happen to be in right now. Uh, just a few verses I pulled from Proverbs chapter 3. A couple of them I think you'll recognize. Well, you'll recognize all of them, but the first couple in particular. Uh, verses 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And then verse 9, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. And this is offering time, but... You know, the Lord works for everybody a little differently. And those of you that know me know that I'm kind of different. That's okay. So what I have here is 10 pennies there. I was going to bring 10 $1 bills, but we didn't have 10 in the house. We had some fives and a couple 20s, whatever. But we did find 11 pennies, so I had just enough. You know, when you talk about giving to the Lord our tithes, our offerings. And that's correct, but me being who I am, I like to sometimes turn things around a little bit, and I like to think, you know, are we really giving to the Lord who has already, as was kind of in one of our sentences up here on one of the last songs, who has already given us all. He's given us everything, our every breath, our jobs, our finances, our health, our loved ones. So are we giving to the Lord or are we returning to the Lord? Just a tithe or an offering, a small percentage of what he's given us. So I was going to ask Pastor Steve, with those 10 pennies that you just received from the Lord, 
Would you be willing to return one of them to the Lord as a tithe? And if so, I'd like one back. I'm not the Lord, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> or do you want to just keep them all? <laughs> uh, oh, well. At any rate, I just thought, rather than thinking of we're giving to the Lord, like we're blessing the Lord. And we are. We are blessing the Lord. We're giving to the Lord. But he, in turn, blesses us far greater and gives to us far more and supplies our every need. And I guess that's all I really have. Why don't we have a prayer for the offering time here? Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy extended to us through all of our lives, through our youngest years into our aged years. We thank you just for your anointing on our lives and your provision for our every needs. And we ask you now to bless this time of of returning unto you a small portion of what you have blessed us with. We ask your blessing upon it, and we ask you to multiply it and to bring favor to your people with it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. You can give that back. And Rob, in his job, he was a guy that he knows more about eagles than anybody I know, I believe, because he and his partner would climb the trees, and they, this is when there were a lot less eagles than there are now, and they were keeping track of them. And, and uh, maybe someday we'll hear more about that kind of and band them. They would band them and stuff. So thank you so much. Well, the message title is Turn Over a New Leaf. Turn Over a New Leaf. And, you know, as we continue into this year of 2021, let's turn away from the things that would hold us back spiritually. And let's run the race that God has set before us as individuals, as families, and let's do it as a church family for this year. You know, Arliss a few weeks ago was talking about the waterfalls of God's glory and presence and the living water and so forth and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the thing with that is that that it is to flow out from us, just to flow out from us to those around us who are in darkness, flowing out from us to those in this community, in this state of Minnesota, in this nation of the United States of America. you know, as, as we worship the Lord, it's like we're filled anew and afresh. And we can do that here. It's so good to do it corporately, and we can do it at home. But then some of the songs that we were singing, too, like just flow into this scripture, Romans 12:1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you... And we could say that's a spirit person, that you, the spirit person, present your bodies, a living sacrifice, 
Did you catch that in the songs we sang this morning? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Holman Christian Standard Bible says, Therefore, brothers, and we'd say, sisters, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. And worship, a real heart meaning of worship, it's, it's to surrender. That was in the songs this morning. <laughs> to bow down, really, it, it means to me, to bend the knee, bended knee, a sign of surrender to God, a sign of my trust in his lordship. And worship can come out in singing. It can come out in giving, as Rob was talking about this morning, um, in all of our living, in all that we do, in everything that we do. Um, in the Message Bible, for that scripture, it says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. You know, Dean, that really was the theme of the songs this morning, wasn't it? You know, just this thing of presenting ourselves and the surrender. And, you know, that's when we're going to thrive when we do that. That's when we're going to thrive. That's when we, th that's, that's what, that's how it works. Offering before God our spiritual worship. Thank you, Lord, for that spiritual worship. So, now, we look at that word we just mentioned, turning over a new leaf. In regards to that, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it's an idiom that means to make a fresh start. This actually wasn't from Merriam-Webster, I guess. It means to make a fresh start, change one's conduct or attitude for the better. For the better. As in he promised the teacher he would turn over a new leaf and behave himself in class. This expresses, expression alludes to turning the page of the book to a new page. And so there's the next page of our lives, the next chapter of our lives that all of us have before us now, right now. That's those of you joining us live stream as well. But it says, for the better. For the better. Turning a page, changing the page. Sometimes it, it means to change our mind on some things. That's really what the word repent in the scriptures is alluding to. It's a change, a turning, but it's a changing of our mind. And it's turning toward God. 
It's changing my life by changing my mind and where it is meditating on. This word repentance in Luke 3, I was reading that a few days ago in the Message Bible, and for the word repentance, it used the word life change. Repenting includes turning from that which is bad and harmful to that which is good and beneficial. God wants us to repent because he loves us. He wants us to turn to him and his way. In Romans 2.4, the Holman Christian Standard Bible puts it this way, Or do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? And then in the God's Word translation, it puts it this way. Do you have contempt for God, who is very kind to you, puts up with you, deals patiently with you? Don't you realize that it is God's kindness that is trying to lead you to him and change the way you think and act? See, there are things in our lives right now, in my life, that the Lord is saying, this, it's time now. This is the time. This is the time. The Holy Spirit is desiring very much to work and move in this community, in this state, in this nation. And he's going to do it through the people of God, through the church, through all of us, not just in this church, all the churches. And what we need to do is be filled with God himself and get rid of any hindrances and even changing the way that we're thinking in some areas. If it's not con lining up with the Word of God, if it's not lining up with it, or the way that we act. Uh, Acts 3.19, the Passion Translation. And now you must repent and turn back to God. That's what repenting is. If we're, we've, sometimes we can be walking right and then all of a sudden we're getting off track and we're, we're not on the right way. We just get off. Maybe it's negligent, maybe it's willful, but, but anyway, the thing is to repent, to turn back and get back on his way because that is the good way, that is the blessing way. That's the way that will bring blessing. It's God's way. Turn back to God so your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. Refreshing, renewing, reviving. The God's Word translation puts that this way. So change or turn over that to that new leaf, that new chapter now. The way you think, change the way you think and act and turn to God to have your sins removed. Uh, the Amplified Bible amplifies on it. It says, so repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped out, that times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat. There's been a lot of heat this last year, a lot of pressure in the last year and receive reviving, 
with fresh air, that it may come from the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord, turning to God by changing our minds and then turning over a new leaf and walking out the good and beneficial instead of the bad and harmful. And this will do, have a lot to do with determining where we are at in every realm on December 31, 2021. So we, need, we must get rid of things that are weighing us down. And Lord, I ask right now for each one here in this room and also those watching, that you will show each one of us, not our thinking about somebody else, what they need to change, but me, what is it in my life? I don't think anybody is here that has reached perfection yet. So this should include everybody. But things that weigh us down and hold us back. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, the Living Bible there says a huge crowd of men, and we add women of faith watching us from the grandstands. And you know, we've had a number of late. There's been seven since September that have been either from our body or really closely associated to our church family uh, that have made that transit, probably more than that, you know. Um, but let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Passion Translation says it this way, as for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. That's how it puts it in the, in, the, in the passion. Letting go of every wound that has pierced us. And then the B there, that's the footnote from the passion. Or get rid of every arrow tip in us. The implication is carrying an arrow tip inside a wound that weighs us down and keeps us from running our race with freedom. I think we all know that if we had an arrow tip stuck in our body, it would hinder. And that's what wounds are oftentimes. There's lots of different kinds of wounds. But we receive the healing from those wounds. And then continuing on verse 1, and the sin we so easily fall into, this is the passion, and again, here's a footnote. Or the sin that so cleverly entangles us. See, what is a sin for me that's very easy not to get into and get tangled up in, for you it may be totally different and vice versa. Something that you deal with that is such a struggle in your life. 
I may not have a problem or something I struggle with, you may not at all. But this is where we can't be pointing this finger at somebody else. It has to be a prayer that we point toward them. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for each other, not condemn each other. Did you hear what I said? Why don't you say a good, strong amen? Amen. <laughs> Thank you. But so the Aramaic can be translated, the sin that is ready and waiting for us. If this is speaking of one sin, the context would point to the sin of unbelief and doubting God's promises. That's from the footnote there in, their, in the Passion. But then let's go on in verse 1. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race. And then here's another footnote from the Passion, or obstacle course. I know maybe for many of us in this last year, it, it's seemed more like an obstacle course than even a, a a race. I mean, like an obstacle course, all these things getting in our way of coming before us and trying to stop us and hinder us from running. Running with the torch of the Holy Spirit, you know, and proclaiming. The Greek word here it says, agona, means agony or conflict. The assumption is this race will not be easy. Did you hear that? It's not. Jesus didn't tell us it would be easy. He said, in the world you will have tribulation, but he said, I've overcome the world, and we're in him and he's in us. It won't be easy, but the proper path to run has been set before us. And then continuing on verse 1, with passion and determination, for the path has been already marked out before us. And that is true for us as individuals, as families, and as a church, that the pathway has been already marked out for us. It's already there for each one of us. It says the Aramaic can be translated the race personally appointed to us. And there is a race that's personally appointed to each one of us that's each one of us here and those watching online. There's a race that is personal. You have been appointed a race. God has a destiny for each of us that we are to give ourselves fully to reach. And that's what he's asking us to do in this day. To give ourselves fully to him. And maybe... In areas, maybe there's a specific area we haven't been doing that, that he's saying today it's the time to turn the page, turn the new leaf, get into that next chapter of our life. Turning a leaf or a page from seeking to be fleshly gratified in that area to that of seeking to be spiritually gratified. Gratifying our spirit. Seeking to be fleshly gratified will eventually lead to stress, unrest, unhappiness, and disease in our body, mind, emotions, and relationships. Here's a Merriam-Webster 
uh, definition for gratify. It's to make someone happy or satisfied or to give whatever is wanted or demanded by someone or something. Thursday morning, well, I had my message all already Thursday. I was just going to review it but on Thursday, but Thursday morning I woke up and it was in my dream yet. I don't know if I've had that before. Gratified. The word gratified. And it was when I woke up, it was still there. The word gratified. Be, be keen to that. When you first wake up in the morning, what thoughts and words are there? A lot of times they're coming from our spirit. But gratified, what does that have to do with what... What is that, Lord? What is it? And the more I prayed about it, then I got into my prayer time and about it, and and uh, it has something to do with the message. Gratified, and then it was this thought of rather than being fleshly, seeking to be flesh, gratify my flesh to gratify my spirit, which in turn will gratify the Holy Spirit which would make God happy. Do you think you can make God happy? I guess he's pretty happy anyway, but I think we can add to the satisfaction that he has and the happiness that he has. So here's a question for me and for you, for you. Am I seeking to satisfy and make happy the wants and demands of my flesh in this given area, or maybe it's just generally, or the wants and demands of my spirit. The resulting fruit of how we answer that question will be our living life in a fleshly-focused selfishness or a spiritually-focused love and love toward others, and love toward God, and even love to ourselves. The Word of God, when received, it cuts right through things like a sword, revealing to us which of our thoughts and actions are birthed from our spirit, and which of our thoughts and actions are fleshly origin, or have a fleshly origins. And we can ask ourselves in the large and small decisions of each day, is this choice or action going to produce good fruit, or bad fruit. Galatians 6, 8 and 9, verses 8 and 9 says, For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. That corruption, that's alluding to death. Because when we sow to the flesh, we so quickly get into sin, we can where we get into, get off course. And sin separates us from life. But then it goes on, so let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. So that when we see through God's word that we have strayed, we can get back on track and run the course that the Lord has set out for us. The Lord has a course set out for you. He has one set out for you, and that's individually and for your family. 
Are we running it? Or do we have lots of weights on us that are keeping us from it? That's what the call is today. It's from the Lord to turn a new leaf if we have had that. And God's word is that which brings the truth. Oh, what a difference between this one isn't going to be on the screen. I just thought of it this morning here during worship. This is Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. That's what they do. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Now listen to this. To be carnally or fleshly minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace spiritually minded spiritually minded word minded the resulting fruit of how we are living in, the, in regard to this makes the difference of life and death Let's read that scripture one more time here from Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, looking to Jesus. There it is. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And the course that we're running, brothers and sisters, that the Lord has set out for us in our life, it's a long-distance run. It's not a 100-yard dash. And I've run in both of those kinds of, of races in the, in the natural quite a long time ago also, Rob, <laughs> a few years ago. But you run them different. You run the 100-yard dash a lot different than you do the long distance. It's different. Sometimes we get into places of discouragement because we're looking for an instant answer to some situation. And things are not happening the way that we want them to. Or we may decide that we're going to turn over a new leaf in our lives in a certain area. But when we don't quickly see results to our liking, we get frustrated, we throw in the towel, and we quit. We quit. We can see this pattern play out both in the natural and the spiritual realms. For instance, if someone is trying to lose weight and they see a pill advertised that says that they can lose weight, Almost instantly, they can get frustrated when the pounds don't seem to just fall off as advertised. They wanted the pill to fix the situation, but it didn't work as quickly as they had planned. And, and so often, they quit. Well, the same can be applied in the spiritual realm, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes we want someone else to fix our problems for us without taking some responsibility for ourselves. Sometimes we look for quick fixes spiritually. 
We might think if only there was a pill for this problem. We need to realize that we must be diligent to daily apply the Word of God, and I'll say it, in my life. Daily. Not for one day. Not for 10 days. Not for 20 days. Not 30. Not 50. Not for a year. Not two years. And you can just go on every day. And when we miss it, don't get into condemnation. Just get right back. Turn. Repent. Get back on there again. Don't get into condemnation, okay? Consistency. Joyce referred on, on Wednesday, she was teaching some... And she was talking about the word, and she said, the word is like a hammer that shatters a rock. But oftentimes, that hammer has to keep hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. That word is like a hammer. It's a supernatural hammer that's hitting on that mountain that's before you. But you know what happens? Suddenly, all of a sudden, suddenly you reach that last hit with that hammer. And the thing shatters the rocks, shatters the rock. And that's what he's going to do in your life as you continue in the Word. Just stay true. Stay strong. Don't give up. Stay strong. Stay steadfast. Stay constant. Don't quit. Stay strong in the Word of God. Stay strong in fellowship. With him and with the body of Christ. The body of Christ. These hindering rocks in our lives, they can become obstacles to our running the race that God has planned for us today or this week or this month or this year. And we have the opportunity today to develop a lifestyle, if we haven't had it before, to turn that page to go to the next chapter. The lifestyle of first seeking to gratify the things of the Spirit rather than first gratifying the things of the flesh. And what gratification will come to our hearts, our spirits, if we do this? And I believe God, we seek first, like it says in Matthew 6, Jesus said, you seek first the kingdom of God and being right with me and all this other stuff, it will be added to you. What was he talking about? Other stuff? Everything, like Rob was talking about, all the provision. All that he needed, he and Mary. But listen, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Yes. Are you listening? We must develop persistence. 
steadfastness and loyalty to God and to his word. Every day, every day, every day. And walk according to the word. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth. We're walking according to the word of God. We're walking in the spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't have to worry about it. You just walk in the spirit. In fact, we can't get our minds on all the junk. We shouldn't get our minds on all the junk. And don't get myopic or myopic or whatever. <laughs> what is it? This message is not intended to get you focused on yourself. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. But developing persistence, steadfastness, loyalty to God and his word. It's by the word of God that we're gratified spiritually. Hearing it, receiving it, doing it. And the key, we must feed our spirit daily upon the scriptures. Otherwise, we will grow spiritually weak. Pastor Dean's message last Sunday. Hallelujah. Where's Pastor Dean? Are you back there? Okay. It was about getting a firm foundation, about getting settled upon God's word from the parable of the sower. And bodybuilding and strengthening your muscles does not happen in one day. Neither does building your spirit person within happen in one day. Pastor Dean, I can't see him again. Where'd you go? Can you follow, just follow me here. Pastor Dean knows about this. He was a weightlifter. How many pounds, what do you call it, the kind of weightlifting you did? Powerlifting. Power what did you start at? You didn't start, what was the most you ever lifted? 735 pounds. Up here? Like this? What did you do with it? But anyway, he lifted that. 735. Where did, did you start at 735? 250. That sounds a lot, a lot to me right now. <laughs> but he didn't start there. And don't condemn yourself for where you are spiritually right now. This is a call this morning to turn the page, the next chapter. This is a call. It's a call for all of us that are here, and it's a call for you too that are watching online. Maybe it's time for some of you to take that next step and get back into fellowship. There's a chair right there for you. And there, and there, there's spots. We can make more spots. 
We can make a lot more spots. The Lord's blessed us with a building and we can do that. By the way, we're going to have a, a wonderful coffee time afterwards today. Adon and Marie are preparing it. And uh, we just decided, we just got a confirmation this morning. Can I share it? Dane is going to lead the way for Easter breakfast. Yay! Amen. We're going to have Easter breakfast. But, you know, Pastor Dean, he started with 250 pounds. That seems like an awful lot. But uh, he got up to 735, but he didn't. But it, it was persistence. Very strong ethic with working out and lifting those weights until he could get to that place where he could be in competition. He got to the place he was the, what were you again? You were the, for those that didn't use drugs and stuff, I mean, enhancers, you were the what? You were the world champion for those over 40 years old. That did not come by him wimping around and not being consistent. I see a bunch of champions here. Yeah. I see a bunch of champions and out there. And the body of Christ raising up, rising up in this century, in this decade now. I see us rising up as a great body being filled with those waterfalls and rivers of life and bringing the living water to a dry and thirsty land. That's what I see. That's what I see. So in the, but it comes in this, as in this spiritual race, and you just start with right where you're at now. Don't be concerned about somebody else. And don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn yourself. But start right where you're at and get constant and have continuance. And realize that you're in it for the long haul. Gloria Copen quote here. She said, in consistency lies power. Gloria had been asking the Lord to teach her to walk in the spirit and to operate more fully in the supernatural power of God. And he spoke to her, inconsistency lies the power. In the natural, many people are anything but consistent. Human nature, the flesh and feelings tend to be up one day and down the other, right? But we don't have to depend on nature, on human nature to get us by. We have Jesus Christ living inside of us. Amen. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is not fickle. Jesus is not fickle. Say that real loud with me. Jesus is not fickle. 
Merriam-Webster Dictionary of Fickle. <laughs> it means changing often, changing opinions often, marked by lack of steadfastness, constancy or stability, given to erratic changeableness. That's not Jesus. I, I put on the antonyms here because this shows what Jesus is. The antonyms of that. He is certain. He's changeless. He's constant, immutable, invariable, predictable, settled, stable, stationary, steady, unchangeable, unchanging, unvarying. Jesus doesn't change his mind from one day to the other. He's constant. And when we consistently press into him, he will cause us to be that way too, no matter what our outward circumstances are. Some believers don't live that way. They stand on the word one day and fall off of it the next, depending on the way the winds are currently blowing. What we need to do is continue in the word, even storing it up for the evil or bad days. Jesus said, if we would continue in his word, we would be his disciples. He said, if we'd continue in it, we would know the truth, and the truth would make us free from the lies, the lies of the enemy. The enemy is trying to tell some of us some lies even this morning. There are revelations from God and their gratifying fruit that come from consistency which the inconsistent person will never see. Now this is looking ahead, like I said. If you've been inconsistent, this is a new page. It's a new chapter in your life and mine. We need to learn to, to continue to walk according to God's word, even when the ground seems to be shaking all around us and beneath us even. That's the time to continue in the word, to stay strong in the word, and not to give up on the word, but to keep feeding ourselves on the word because our spirit person inside will get stronger and the things in the natural realm are birthed from the things of the spirit. The spirit of a person will sustain them. You know, maybe we should say, especially when the ground is shaking around us, we need to stand strong in the word and not throw in the towel. When everything about our situation seems to be contrary to the word of God and circumstances make it seem like the word isn't really true, this is when we must stand on the promises. And having done all to stand, even through the valley of the shadow of death, as I was writing down that note right there, instantly I thought of two people. One was my mom and one was Frank Mattingly, came to my mind. The last time I talked with Frank Mattingly, some of you know him. He was a pastor, a man of God, many, many years. but. I can't remember just what was going on in his body, but he knew he wasn't going to live. And I talked to him on the phone. And he said to me, the last thing he said to me was, Steve, 
Jesus Christ, the same today and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. That's what he said. I didn't quite even catch why he told me that at that time, but I came to see it. But I mean, right to the last breath, standing in faith and believing in God, believing for healing to come there, but also believing even beyond there, in a way, you might say. And that's the way my mom was. She's the other one that came to my mind. The very last hours of her life, she was looking to the Lord still. She wanted to teach the Word. She was looking for healing in the natural. But she, hallelujah, that's, those are the words that she was saying. Hallelujah. I know you heard her. Was that what she was saying during the middle of the night? You know, for how long was she saying that? A long time. And then it was ha, 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 right? That's what was for almost an hour. For almost an hour, and this is just a few hours before she passed. It was ha, 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 ha. You know, it was ha, ha. Why was she saying ha, ha, ha? It was at the devil because she was in a win-win situation. She was in a win-win situation. Ha, 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 ha. And then her last one's, he is here. I guess I'll always remember that. And Judy heard it. I'm so glad you did. You were there. The Lord had you right there. The Lord got Judy there. Just minutes, you know, just, I don't know how long, but just a few minutes before mom transitioned. Hallelujah. Standing on the promises of God when there is great adversity will strengthen our spiritual muscles. It will make us stronger spiritually. We will be spiritually gratified, built up, and we will be rewarded with the spiritual fruit which will eventually be manifested in the natural realm that we see and hear and touch. Amen. The jar is full. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We would turn that new page, that new leaf, that new chapter in our lives today. That may be one where we are seeking to satisfy the spirit our spirits, to build up our spirits, to gratify, that we may be gratified spiritually, but we know you will be too then. And we know it's not in our own strength, it's looking unto you, Lord Jesus, for this help of laying aside every weight and every sin that would try to beset us. In Jesus' name, we give it to you. We need your help with that too and we receive it. So, we see for each one of us areas of repentance, of turning, and receiving times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And Lord, we who are here and are a part of this call 
today, we would share it with others. May we, we share the, the YouTube link of this service, or may we just share that, but then also share our own part in, a, in addition to that, or just our part. Whatever you would have us do, lead us, that this may spread forth. This time, really, it's reviving is what happens when we do what we've been talking about this morning. It's revival, revival. Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival to this land. Hallelujah. Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival to this land. Hallelujah. Lord, send a revival. Sing with me. Lord, send a revival. Stand up. Lord, send a revival to this land. Hallelujah, Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival. Lord, send a revival to this land. To me, to my family, to my ch this, the church, to northern Minnesota, to Minnesota, to the United States of America, the world and the church, and awakening to God. Amen. Amen. I believe it's happening. Next week, Tim's going to be leading worship, or he's, but he told me he has a group of high school students that he's been working with that are going to lead worship. They're from Bagley. And remember there's, um, today there is a wonderful coffee time. <laughs> Afterwards, you got to stay for that. And if you would like prayer, please come forward for that. Yes. And Joyce has some. Encouragement for women to check the uh, remaining fabrics in the just a few room. fabrics. Take whatever you can use or pass it on to someone else. Might just be something there that you could use for something. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. We'll see you later.